listening to Tales from the Haunt with just Jeff and Flynn Hendricks. <laughs> decals made maybe some vinyl or monograms then you need to go check out my wife's etsy shop at decals by kins that's k-y-n-s go over to etsy.com slash shop slash decals by kins and you can check that in the show notes as well and see what she's done for other people and see what she can do for you and i'm speaking from experience here all of my water bottles my protein bottles they all have something that she's printed and put on there and those things last so if you need something like that for a gift for your family for your kids or even for yourself Go check out what she can do for you. And as a special treat for my listeners, if you use the promo code Flynn, that's F-L-Y-N-N, she's even going to get you 10% off your order. Now, you can't beat that. So go check it out and see what she can do for you. And I know you hear me. Welcome back, everybody. It is time to get spooky on another awesome episode of Tales from the Haunt. And if you don't know by now, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Flynn Hendricks. And then we've got the techno wizard himself. The guy that makes all these shows sound pretty. Not just for this podcast, but for my other podcast, I Know You Hear Me. And he makes it sound more presentable than I ever could trying to run this show solo. And he makes all these pretty flyers that you see on social media every time we have a show drop. It is my pleasure to welcome my co-host, the Jefferson Starship himself, Jeffrey the Giraffe, just Jeff. Is that not trademarked? Which one? Jeffrey the Giraffe. Oh, he went out of business. <laughs> and you're taller than me, so it all works out. And you don't spell your name the same way anyway. You spell it with a J like a normal person. True. Okay, anyway, before we go off on a Jeffrey the Giraffe tangent and rest in peace, Toys R Us... Let's get into this week's episode. Man, this is going to be a great one. And this episode is actually going to tie in with a former guest of the show, AC, Anna Christina. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, here's a good chance for me to tell you to go and get subscribed on your preferred podcasting platform and do a deep dive into the archives of our previous guests. We've got a lot of spooky, spooky interviews in there. And we're also on social media. So go find us on social media. We've got Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, you name it, we're there. We want to get connected. We need you to share and get that word of mouth. And also share the podcast on whatever your preferred podcasting platform is. And for the love of all things spooky, leave us a five-star and a written review because it helps out more than you know. Doesn't it, Jeff? Uh, Yes. That's right. And on top of that, if you want to help out some more, word of mouth is a great way to do it. But we also have merchandise available. We have Flynn shirts. As we're recording this, we're about to start work on Tales from the Haunt shirts. We're about to start on some I Know You Hear Me shirts. 
So if you want them, we're going to have them. We can ship them to you directly. We'll have information about that in the show notes. And I also have my pro wrestling tea store that's going to be linked in the show notes as well. If you want to make a purchase and support the podcast, go check that out. We'll give you a shout out on the podcast if you tag us in a picture of you wearing the merch. And we'll also give you a shout out on social media. And here's the real kicker. A portion of every sale will go to the Nashville Humane Society to help those animals in need of a forever home. So do some good, get some cool merch, and help us keep this show going. So as I mentioned earlier, today's guest was referenced on our interview with AC back in the day, which can't believe it's been that long already, but here we are. And AC actually got her involved in the haunt world after these two ladies worked together at Disney. So we got a lot of conversation to have right here about the contrast between working for Disney and working at a haunted attraction. So let's jump right into it, Jeff. What do you say? I'm all for it. Uh, he's all ears, too. You can't tell it, but he's got his ears on this week. But anyway, I digress. It is our pleasure to have on the show tonight, Allie Schaefer. Allie, how are you doing? Hey, guys. Good. How are you? We are good. And man, it's uh, I. full disclosure, let's pull behind the curtain here. So nice. We're going to be interviewing you twice because after this interview, we're going to go ahead and interview you for the I Know You Hear Me podcast as well. Cheap plug to get subscribed on that one. And we're lucky that we caught you in between a travel break too because following you on social media, you are all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I like to I like to fill my schedule and keep busy, that's for sure. But I've been super lucky to be able to travel as much as I have in the past year. So <sighs> Teach me the ways. Teach me the ways. Oh, I wish. I mean, shoot, <laughs> just catch Southwest on their good days, I guess. I mean, so. I do have a Southwest card and some flight points, so don't tempt me, Satan. <laughs> then you're all set, sounds like. Oh, <laughs> uh, but that adult life and the responsibilities and parenthood, family life, all that, man. But no, yeah. it's I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. But let's uh let's stop talking about me and my travel wishes and let's talk about you and all things spooky. So as Jeff does the uh, does the wave over here in studio, let's find out what got you into all things spooky. Where did your love of Halloween, haunted attractions, and all that, where did that start for you? So I am not going to lie. When I was probably in like, I want to say eighth grade going into high school, um, I never really watched any of those scary movies when I was a little bit younger. So I can't say that I've grown up on them. Uh, but once I started, you know, I think I went to my first haunted house with some of my friends. It was a few guys and a few girls mm -hmm. and you know, it was one of those, the parents dropping us off, but I ended up being the first one to go into a haunted house. And when I was walking through, I found myself so intrigued by the props, the actors and all that other stuff. Well, um, being from Washington state, you know, there are haunted houses there, but I feel like you have to know people in order to get into the haunt industry. It's not just like you go to their website and apply. Right. So I always wanted to do that, but I never really took the steps to do it. Uh, I got into, you know, cheerleading and other stuff like that. So that took up a majority of my time anyways. Um, but then when I actually, like you had mentioned earlier, AC, or I call her Chrissy because she has many names yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um she had actually i think when the disney store was closing in nashville she had mentioned she said hey you know everybody's going through what they're doing next like their second jobs or if they're just going to keep their primary job and she said 
you know, why don't you come work with me at the haunted house? And I was like, Oh, what haunted house do you work for? And she's like, Nashville nightmare. And I was like, okay, well, one, I've never heard of them. And two, I've never been to any haunted house in Tennessee because I had only lived there for two years at the time. Mm-hmm. Didn't really know anybody. So I just stayed to myself and I was like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll give it a go. I would love to be an actor and me not really knowing how to get into it and that kind of stuff. It was definitely out of my comfort zone, but I was super excited about it. So Absolutely. it was, it was definitely a blast, but I mean, Hey, I'm so glad that I did it out 100%. And I think that's been a common theme with a lot of people on this show. But I do have to ask, before we go any further, referencing the Disney store, because it's came up, I think, in both interviews I had with AC. Did you work there and I just didn't recognize you, or what? Because, you know, we found out that AC was there feeding my Star Wars obsession and also giving my son coloring sheets, and it took me however long to put two and two together did you also work there and I was just oblivious to it? Like, what's the story there? So it really, I guess it really just depends on when you went to the store. I know that she's worked there for quite some time. And mm-hmm. I actually started with Disney um, November 2020. So okay. it's kind of it's kind of one of those things. They were opening back up the store. So right, right. in a way, <laughs> I did work for them, but I was more behind the scenes backstage. Um, I was doing you know, order fulfillment and that kind of stuff. So whenever I was out on stage, I was actually wearing a mask. So a lot of people didn't know that for a while, unless I posted something about it on my social media, but definitely a really short time to work for them. And I was super sad when, you know, they decided to close. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a, one of those moments you never thought would come. Then it became a random little Jersey and, you know, urban outfitter store. And now it is a, It's an empty place in the mall, so rest in peace, Disney Store. All things spooky continue. But um, so you you just made the statement. You jumped out of your comfort zone and started working for Nashville Nightmare. What was it like for you getting acclimated into that type of acting? Because it's it's something completely different than what most people would expect it to be. And you know, it just it it's a completely different world in and of itself. So what was that like for you? I definitely going into it, I will say, um, and I will never forget this. It was my very first night um, and my very first house was Forsaken. Mm-hmm. And I walked in there, I got in my little corner and I think I had three different spots where I could scare people and I had a speaker oh, nice. scare. I think I know which spot um, you're talking about too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's like uh, something about being a psychopath or some sort. Um, the psych ward maybe, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I had gotten put in that area and it was super dark and, you know, Langley was trying to guide me on what to do. Right. And right. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was kind of terrified. I was like, I am in the dark right now. This is scary. And yeah. it's kind of, it's a little bit of, I don't, I can't even explain the rush that you get when that first person comes because being my first time, I had no idea what I was going to do. I didn't know what I was good at. I didn't know, you know, what I would be good at. And so I kind of just started trying things and I had mentioned, you know, Hey, if you guys want to move me around, I would love to get the experience in different houses. And so then when I got moved to horror high, I got moved into a scene that I kind of made my own and I just, I ran with it and it was so much fun because going into, you know, act the next night or, you know, whenever it was, I felt 
comfortable to try new things with my acting. And so definitely vibing off of people walking by, you can kind of gauge what you can and can't do, but it was really fun to learn more about improv and kind of what gets people more scared. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned that actually, because, um, the, uh, the fact that we have brought it up so much in other episodes about how you, you kind of felt found your, your niche per se and, and horror high, you know, and you made it your own. Um, you have to have that, that aspect of it being yourself in, in the whole, in the whole scene itself. So, so uh, for you being a first timer, you know, kudos to you for finding that out your first year, because that, that takes people years to figure out. Right. Yeah. I definitely think that it was one of those, um, I think it was mentioned in a previous podcast that the scary thing about the haunt is what you're good at tends to draw back to a little bit of what we have inside of us. Um, and Jeff, I remember, you know, I had a, I had a stick that I wrapped around with (laughs) duct tape and you, you would always comment that I was standing at the top of the steps waiting for it to be showtime and, you know, like hitting the stick on my hand. And that's, that's one of the things that I think is super funny because I didn't have that stick until later in the season, but I was like, okay, this, this can work with me. This can be really scary. So I started hitting it on lockers and, you know, just making a bunch of scary sounds. And it, I mean, it was great. It was awesome. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely never forget the night you actually broke that stick. It kind of scared me. <laughs> a metal, a metal well it's a metal ruler you know i just grabbed it out of my dad's shop and i was like hey i'm gonna take this wrap it with a bunch of duct tape make it safe and you know when i broke it i was like okay that takes some talent to break something metal but you know (laughs) yeah like i said it was it was definitely a a scary moment for me (laughs) i was like i never want to see her hit me i will cry yeah what's what's even scarier is y'all just gave me wrestling flashbacks of seeing guys in the back wrap something up to make it quote unquote (laughs) safe so thank you for the the traumatizing memories hey what i'm here for (laughs) (laughs) oh man so god uh that i'm sorry that just got that got me right back in wrestling mode thinking that you're gonna hit me (laughs) right over the head i so man i'm picking the chair up as we speak Go away, Jeff. Go away. Thank you, Jeff. No concussions. No concussions. So one one thing I want to know about because I know like you acclimated really fast to to everything within the haunt, and you kind of hopped around throughout the different houses this season, didn't you? I I definitely. I mean, it kind of depends. I was in Forsaken for the first two times. I want to say, and the house that I bounced around in was Horror High. Um, I would be the hall monitor or, you know, I've been in the library, that kind of stuff. And then I think the ending scene, I can't, I can't remember what it's called, but you know, when anybody wasn't there, they needed a fill in somewhere. Yep. Um, I knew the house pretty well. So the strobe lights definitely don't like it. I told Jamie Lee, I was like, you know, with these contacts, I can't, this is just something different, but you know, I was always happy to do it if they needed it. Right, right. Um, but I like I like moving around because I think it gets you more experience, uh, and it yes. gets you different personalities to act out. I guess one hundred percent. And when you when you do something like that, and you like even if it's within the same house, but you're in a different scene or a different section, whether it's the beginning or the end, like you just referenced, how hard is it for you to 
develop that new character or develop like just how hard is it for you to come up with that character's backstory and what makes them a part of that scene what's that process like for you I think it really just depends on who's around me what you know triggers I have for the scenes before me you know if I'm if I'm hearing a speaker scare before me I can kind of play around with different ideas at first and then you know you figure out those spots to hide in where you can either scare a person or they're like okay that was kind of dumb you know so I I feel like I've always been really good to adaptability and you know kind of molding to where I am Mm -hmm. so I was definitely tested with love bites it was a whole different scene for me because I was a familiar so my role was more like funny, scary. Right. Um, so I think that was the biggest challenge so far for me. But once I got the hang of it and I was actually making people laugh, I felt good about it. So I, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things. If you're moldable and you can move around and do what they need you to, then it's going to get you a lot more experience and definitely help you in the long run. Preach. Preach, yeah. preach. <laughs> and and it was it was funny. I remember watching you. I kind of hid behind the scenes and watched what you were doing there on, on that event. And mm-hmm. I, I'll never forget the the guy that reached in the box that you had and he went for um I believe it was a heart and you almost slammed the the box lid on his fingers like no you can't have it and it was yeah it, it, I, it had me rolling in the background hey I, I warned them at the door to watch out for people like you but they didn't listen apparently <laughs> yeah i kind of just i mean and you know you get those you get those people i almost said guess that's just the disney in me but um you get these people that come through and there are ones that are genuinely scared of you oh, and yeah. i feel like my appearance um has definitely like made people not so scared of me so that's kind of why I went with like the psychotic crazy kind of thing um and you know with that guy in particular um you know I had stopped them at the beginning of the hallway saying like okay you know I gave him a riddle and everything and he was just you know he was just being a smart ass from the beginning so I was like okay you're gonna be a problem so when we got to the end of the hall Um, We had already planned it out that, you know, because I was running out of hearts per se. And so we already agreed that the next familiar would would give them the heart because I only had one. So when he was trying to take my heart, I was like, no, like you cannot have it. (laughs) I and, you know, it's really hard to keep playing your character when you're like, no, dude, just drop it like you can't have it. I feel like you should so, stop playing your character and start playing Don't Go Take In My Heart, but that's right. neither here nor there. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't they didn't know if I was serious or not. They're just like, I mean, is she joking? Is she serious? And I was like, go. And I kind of like shoot him with my hands, and I was just like, get out of here. Like, leave. Come on, go. Again, that may be my fault because I told them to be careful who they trusted in the house, but I'm surprised <laughs> they could hear me over all the noise and everything that was going on at the gate. So Right, eh. right. But that, that does bring up a good question because we've heard it across this podcast and we've all experienced it What in any form of acting where you have hecklers or you just have people that are difficult or just don't even acknowledge or react, you know, or even react the way you think they would to a scare or what you're doing in your scene. How do mm-hmm. you deal with those? How do you diffuse that situation with those difficult customers? Keep yourself in character and just keep the scene going without like just everything breaking down and falling apart. How do you go through that? 
So there, I mean, there's a few different instances. Um, my first night, I'll never forget. Obviously, uh, I got slapped. And oh, so with, <laughs> with it being my first night, I didn't really know what to do. It was this, you know, it was this bigger lady and you know i popped out of the curtain in the speaker scare and she just slapped me right oh. across the face so it being my it being my first night i was like uh what do i do so i just kind of you know i laughed i laughed like all crazy trying to play it off and then she's like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry so those i'm like okay whatever yeah um but the people who try to like mock us uh it almost fuels my fire a little bit uh, and I, I kind of played two scenes in Horror High. I had the locker, you know, the hall monitor first. Mm-hmm. So when I would pop out of that locker and people are like, oh, no, that's not scary. Um, I would always follow them, like follow behind them into the locker room. And there's a speaker scare in there where it drops and it's just like, bang. Well, I would actually get up on that little step way, like the bench or whatever it is, and just sit there and look crazy and I would scare them. It's almost like they were like, oh, you can't scare me, blah, blah, blah. But, Challenge you know, accepted. that, yeah, it's it's the best feeling to be like, yeah, you're not so tough now, are you? About that. <laughs> yeah. You but as far as like bad, you know, rude, violent customers, I haven't really had my experiences with those. I've definitely heard stories for sure. Oh, but. Boy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm lucky enough not to have any of those yet. It's coming. It will happen. Goody. At some point. <laughs> now, yeah. But I, th- I think you learned enough from, from last season that I think you'll know how to handle it, though. Absolutely. So. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I do have to ask this because certain people on this show have joined a certain bodily fluid club where they have made made guests. Well, now you let's got just, me doing Let's the... just call it a cult. Yeah, okay. <laughs> cult but you had me doing doing the mouse cult there for a second of saying yes but when our paying patrons come in some someone in this studio who shan't be named and also previous (laughs) guests of the show have made you know people coming in the house lose control of their bodily functions right you have that experience this season so i um there was actually a really bad instance in my scene at four high um And she got up and she admitted to me, she's like, I just peed myself a little bit. And for me, with the whole laughter thing, like, that's the best part. If you, like, it's really hard not to laugh at people. And as mean as that sounds, it's like, it's so hard to keep a straight face sometimes or keep in character because it's so funny of what just happened. But there's actually a bunch of desks in that scene. And it was a big group of, you know, younger kids. And so... If it was an older lady, I think I would have understood like, oh, yeah, you know, that happens. But this was a girl probably younger than me. And she actually tripped over a desk, oh, no. um, made the whole entire desk turn over. She her all of her stuff flew everywhere, like her phone her purse or wallet. And of course, I went up to her because I felt bad. I was like, wow, like, are you OK? And she's like, I just peed myself a little bit, got up and then just ran. And I was like, um okay like i'm glad it wasn't a code yellow where it's everywhere but thanks for sharing (laughs) (laughs) right right and on top of that too was there any money or change left on the floor so you got a tip for the night oh goodness i wish i mean it's one of those things like even with conga lines you know it's something that management warns you about 
man, if somebody wants to throw some spare change, I'm, I'm just like, throw it in the corner. I'll pick it up later. But the show goes on. (laughs) It's like the dancing monkey cups over there in the corner. Just tip as you see fit. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) As long as they're not throwing quarters and making it hell. Right. You know, you do ones. You oh, make do- it rain, dollar bills so. only. Yes, please. Yes, please. Preferably ones with Mr. Jackson or possibly yeah. uh, Benny Franklin. Yeah, if you're feeling lucky. Yeah. Throw some old Benny Franks my way, please. Seriously. <laughs> also, do that to support this podcast. You can just drive by our studio and do that out the window. Thank you. <laughs> you don't wake up in the morning and be like, where'd all these dollars come from outside? Yeah. Thank you, money god. <laughs> it's true money does grow on trees oh my <laughs> but uh man so that's that's 2021 was an interesting season to say the least i mean like i know it was my first season at nashville nightmare as well and it opened up a lot of opportunities for me and i know that you have had some uh some great opportunities coming out the other side as well so was that something uh just completely candid here was that something that you were gunning for was it something that just kind of fell into place what was that like for you so i i mean so for me throughout the season i definitely knew that i wanted to come back mm-hmm. uh, when the season was over and then we started doing you know krampus and love bites like all the other stuff i was like i just i can't let this go you know yeah. with having a full-time job i am so willing to make it work just because of how fun it is you know i sometimes i would be like one of the first ones there just because i'm like this is so much fun you get to hang out meet with new people exactly, you know your yeah. makeup changes all the time so when i was you know kind of given different opportunities i was like wow you know I feel like my hard work is paying off, which is definitely the best feeling. Um, but I also want to be diverse in that area, you know, help people uh, with things that I may have struggled with with my first year, which, mm-hmm. you know, definitely had some advice on many levels. But it's one of those things that you can't take that criticism too harshly because in reality, they're just trying to help make you a better actor. Absolutely. And they're they're also trying to help you find what works best for you or, you know, something that doesn't wear you out as much. But I do think with more responsibility, it's it's a challenge, which I'm willing to accept. And two, it'll also, you know, kind of keep me keep me with my voice throughout haunt season. So (laughs) speaking uh, from a voice actor standpoint here, thank the Lord for that. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> are you, are you trying to say that you lost your voice maybe once or twice last season? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't. It, well, and the thing is, if anybody ever talks to me, I definitely sounded like a horse the entire season, um, because you know, with laugh, like I had a role that was primarily acting. It wasn't a speaker scare. It wasn't like pop outs that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. my voice after thousands of people maybe a night a weekend whatever you know hell week oh my goodness oh boy i i could not talk at work everybody you know in our meetings they're like allison are you here and i just type on my computer on my team saying yeah i'm here but i can't talk so (laughs) so 
that actually that brings up a good question here because again it's been a recurring topic with our guests too hell week haunt season having a job outside of all this and now coming into the next season taking on extra responsibilities as well how did you make this past season work with you know having a full-time job outside of here having a life outside of here and then you go straight into haunt season get into hell week and what do you think you learned from this past season that's going to help make things a little bit more manageable that you'll know coming in for the next haunt season I definitely think that I need to sleep more for one. How's that? Um, how do you, how do you, I don't how do you exactly, do that? <laughs> I don't exactly know if that's going to be possible. Um, but I think the luckiest part was that I actually was working from home primarily. Um, just because, you know, we were still at high risk and everything like that within the office. So they didn't see fit to go back to the office yet. Um, so now, you know, it's kind of a great question that you asked that because we are starting to go back to the office, which mm-hmm. we're still doing hybrids. So for a little while in like the September, early October months when we're only doing weekends, it'll be nice. But when we start getting into hell week where it's like, you know, I think it was what we worked Sunday to Sunday and then you work, maybe you're off Monday and then you work Tuesday to Sunday again. Yep. That, I'm not going to lie, I'm not really looking forward to, but it's always so much fun because it's it's such a rush when you get there. Like, you almost forget that you're tired, that you're sore, you know, that kind of stuff. But I think to better manage it, I definitely need to, you know, take self-care, like, make sure that I'm drinking water, like, I'm eating the way that I should be. I'm, you know, putting things on my calendar so I don't forget. Can you, can you do that for me too, please? <laughs> just be your personal organizer, you know. And just show up and yell at me if I fall off track. <laughs> I said sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Flynn, Flynn Hendricks Enterprises um, administrative assistant. Did we just add a yeah. third member? <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, seriously. That, I mean, that's all very, very wise and very sound advice too. Because, I mean, during that time, I think, you know, again, people have said it in, in the past. Like, it all comes down to sleeping and taking care of yourself because, like you said, when you get there and that, that red light goes on or they open the gates, however you want to say it, you forget mm-hmm. that you're tired. You forget that you're sleepy. But then as soon as that adrenaline wears off and you have that energy dump, like it's just like another brick hitting you in the face. You are completely drained. So you, you right. got to take care of yourself because if you don't, you aren't going to have a voice the next night. You aren't going to you know, be bringing your A game, even if you are able to perk up with the red light going on like you have to do that and you have to be willing to give yourself that time to just disconnect, get away from everything for a little bit and then come back recharged and ready to have more fun. It's right. It sounds simple, but it is a mo- <laughs> I'm not even going to say the rest. It's a mother to do, yeah. but yeah. When you're running on like three hours of sleep, you know, yep. you got <laughs> kids, you got baseball, you got this going on. Work won't yeah. stop sending you email. And I digress. Anyway, everybody knows the struggles <laughs> of adulting. We were lied to right. as kids, but here we are. We're making it work. Hey, you know what? I don't have kids yet, so I can't say that I know the struggles of that quite yet. But Halloween does hit around month end, so I'm feeling that over time until 6 o'clock and heading straight to the haunt and then oh, doing it boy. all over again. So <laughs> Here's the thing, too. Just speaking from my corporate experience. Everybody knows the end of the month comes every 30 days, but when that 30 days rolls around, everybody forgets that the end of the month comes every 30 days. 
We got to get right. it in now. We had four weeks to do it, but nobody talks about that. More uh, pressure on you. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> oh, man, that's. Uh, yeah, I worked till 830 last night. So I'm like, uh, yeah, guys, I'm leaving at four today. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. If you, try to, if you try to get me to stay here, we're fighting. That's it. Right. Right. Man, that's insane. <laughs> oh, man. So I guess let's go ahead and get to our go to questions here, Jeff. Um, would you like me to kick that off or would you like to do that? I'll let you start. All right. I so, feel like I feel like um, I start every week. So, you know. Well, I, I was trying to be generous, Jeff. That's a new one, generous Jeff. Anyway. Oh, shit. We have two go-to questions that we go to on this podcast, yeah. and I'm going to take this one here because I want to know what advice you would give to anyone looking to come into the haunting world and what advice you would give them about getting into the scare acting side of things. The advice that I would give most definitely um, – it may look intimidating, but it's the most fun thing you'll do. Um, you know, with a lot of people coming and going out of the haunt, I definitely feel like I've made not only friends, but family. Mm -hmm. So it's really just to get out of your comfort zone, go for it, find out what you're good at. And it's not for you. They have so many opportunities for you, whether it's event staff or, you know, tech stuff like they're in the haunt industry. There is multiple areas that you can get into photography makeup you know it's it's endless opportunities so my biggest thing is just go for it like i did absolutely and i mean again too i think it actually goes something back to uh what your good buddy we'll call her ac we'll call her chrissy the the dame of a thousand names whatever we want to call <laughs> her mermaid lady yeah my favorite one <laughs> Mermam, mermam, mermam. <laughs> it's it's like she said. It all comes back to why not, right? Why not? And that's and that's great advice too. I mean, actually, let's go ahead and apply it outside of the haunt too, because you could take that same mentality and apply it to everyday life too. Who knows exactly. what opportunities you'd miss out on if you didn't look at it that way? Yep. Great right. answer. I was I was standing in the uh, the gas station the other day debating on whether I wanted chocolate milk and then i said why not and got it <laughs> it's not chalky milk time jeff it's spooky time <laughs> <laughs> all right so since uh flynn screwed me up and asked my question keeping you on your toes jeff and, and I, I assume that i'm supposed to ask his question so um first off uh the i guess i guess i'm just gonna i've never asked this question so i'm, I'm just gonna ask what is your biggest moment that you remember from uh last season like what was your favorite scare that you had since it was your first season i can't say what's your favorite of all time so um i don't think it's one scare in particular um but there is a few like i've tried this on a few different people um and i think i actually did it to q line too i towards the end of the season you know with having that first locker scare and then going into the locker room and then having to scare people before they exited horror high, um, at that end, you know, I just, I noticed that they weren't really, you know, getting scared at a pop out. They're like, okay, whatever, bye. So with how amazing Sandy had done my makeup, you know, I started standing in the corner acting like a mannequin. Um, and people believed it with the lighting back there, you know, they're paying attention to that old lady, like whacking the baby in the butt on the way out 
<laughs> and when they when they turn around, you know, it's like it's like flashing lights. And I always wear my contacts because, you know, I feel like it just gives you that creepy, eerie vibe. Um, and <laughs> there was a group of younger kids, and I I think this was actually the first time I had done it, so I'll just go with that one. But I was standing in the corner like a mannequin and they were kind of it's kind of like a conga line they were waiting to get out of the haunted house and they were like man that 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 prop is so realistic like I feel like I've seen her before and at first I was like okay is this kid messing with me like he's definitely seen me before you know I'm kind of hard to miss when I'm jumping around and laughing in your face the whole entire time so I I literally just moved a muscle and they freaked out, trampled the people in front of them and like took off. And I was like, all right, I'm going with this one. Like I'm, I'm doing this now. This is, this is going to be fun. Yeah. So I, I did it on Q line. Um, and that was pretty fun too. Cause I, they, I mean, they know what I look like. They know what I look like before I go in the house and after. So, um, but it was definitely fun to just get to play around with a bunch of different instances and scenes. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. And, and that that mannequin type scare is um, is is a really really good uh, uh, good type of scare, especially if you can play it off really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, a previous guest of ours, Jake Wood, also discussed doing the same thing, and it worked really well for him, but. The difference right. between what you done and what he done, he had a burlap sack on his face. Nobody could see his head. Right. And you done it in makeup with with just your face. So that's you know yeah. that that that's even more impressive, the fact that you figured that out your first year. Period. Well, I think it's just it's just it's one of those things, you know, we have ama- amazing makeup artists. Um and Absolutely. it was always it's always so fun to like see the different looks that they go with every night um but I would always laugh because with that dress that I had to wear it's like a polka dot dress I wore that all season um they all called me sexy neck because they would like paint my yeah they would they would paint my collarbones Uh, and I think it's actually Rachel that gave me that name but they would they would make my neck look so realistic and it it I just looked fake 100% so you can definitely play a lot more with good makeup (laughs) Man, that is. I'm still trying to get over sexy neck because all I'm thinking about now is people from the olden age, you know, 18th century or whatever, being uncomfortable by the sight of your neck. So, madam, yeah. how dare you? But good on you for scaring the shit out of those kids. Also, don't try to be a mannequin in um in cursed because my God, when that boat is rocking, it's hard to stand still and keep that sh- keep that together. So yeah, I bet. Quiet, Jeff. Jeff's over here mocking me now, but man. That is a good one, and I love it too. When they can't figure out if you're real or if you're fake, you get them. The next group is right there, and then you go right back into it, and they are none the wiser. Yep. That's even better. Right, right, I, yeah. You kind of just like, oh, you've already seen it, but I'm still gonna scare you. <laughs> I actually done that once, and um, some guy was like, oh, that's not a real. Then walks up and tries to poke me in the stomach, and I. You know, done the whole like the Pillsbury Doughboy, and he jumped off and ran. It was it was hilarious. That's not a starship. <laughs> oh man, but that this has been a fun interview, and it's flown by too. So, Allie, again, thank you for uh, allowing us to catch you on a break in the midst of your world travels and coming on and telling your story here. 
Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, you guys. Of course. And guys, cheap plug as well. Allie is also going to be a guest on the I Know You Hear Me podcast. So if you haven't already, go subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform, or I will send Jeff to find you. He will be wearing one of his various costumes. He may make you excrete bodily fluid for not subscribing yet. He's doing the sniffles right now because he doesn't want to smell it. So go subscribe, leave a five-star review, and that way you won't miss it when Allie's podcast drops on the I Know You Hear Me feed. It's a good one-two combo, especially if you're looking for something to listen to. Go get subscribed to both. Listen to Allie's story because we're going to get more in-depth on her life outside of the scare world on that. And she's so nice, we're interviewing her twice tonight, so you can't beat it. But in all seriousness, Allie, thank you for being on here tonight and telling your story and just everything you brought to the haunt this season. And I'm excited to be working with you next season. I know Jeff is too, so Yep, absolutely. Let's uh let's make it the best one yet. Yep. Yeah, guys, for sure. Thank you so much. Of course. Yep. And to all you listeners out there too, if you have any haunts or scary attractions in your area, don't be a chicken. Go support. If you want to get involved, just go ask how, and if you find out scare acting isn't for you, but you still want to be involved, get on event staff. We need somebody everywhere. Every haunt around the country is looking for somebody. We got to keep this thing going so that everybody can get their spooky fix. So go have fun, go support, get involved if you want to, and don't feel like you're living wondering, man, should I have done that? Should I have done it? Yes. Yes, you should. And I know you hear me when I say that. You should also... Go get subscribed to these podcasts on all podcasting platforms. Leave that five-star and written review. Get connected on social media. Get the merch. Tag us in it. And then we'll give you a shout-out on this podcast and on social media. Everybody wins. The Nashville Humane Society gets a portion of the sales. Everybody wins, especially those cute little fur babies that are anything but spooky and need their forever homes. So let's make it happen. Let's get the word of mouth out and let's get that spooky fix because we only get Halloween once a year. But in all seriousness, though, Jeff, I have a question for you and maybe Allie can help us out with this one, too. Um, is there anything our guests should do before we come back in a couple weeks with another terrifying episode? Um... I think everybody needs to learn a new skill in life. No, that's that's actually very insightful. Allie, what what would you say? I would I mean I was actually gonna say something along the same lines. Uh definitely listen to the podcast before because all of these podcasts I feel like for me have definitely made me learn things about people that I don't think I've even spoke to. Um, absolutely. So learning something new every day is great. Absolutely, and I just learned something new, and I know Jeff is going to have to work his wizardry here. We almost cheated you out of a segment, and for that, I do apologize. Shame on us. I went into full shill mode, so shame on me, but man, we have not called it in the ring yet. So, Allie, we've got to give it over to you now. You've got the keys to the car or the hearse that's sitting in the haunt, you know, in the haunt midway. You're driving the spider-covered hearse now. We're in the back seat. You get to ask us each two questions. We don't know who goes first. We don't know what these questions are about, but we are at your mercy. So fire away when you're ready. You know, I almost think you forgot about me, but I was like, eh, it gets me out of asking my questions because I thought really hard about these. So or did I did I do it on purpose? <laughs> I don't know. He's like, uh, just making sure you were listening. <laughs> um, so this first question, I think I'm actually going to ask both of you. Um it's if there was any character you could portray, which 
wink wink when acting in the haunt who do you think you could pull off the best and why which one of us do you want to answer first you fight it out rock paper scissors whatever you want to do all right jeff let's go okay rock paper Paper, scissors shoot well, Jeff won. We, won we, we literally did that in studio. I threw scissors. <laughs> he threw rock. Right, so scissor me timbers. I lost. All right. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I want to play so many, many different characters. Um, uh, shit. <laughs> Flynn, you won on you. You made him win on purpose. You did this on purpose, didn't you? Well, I did throw a half second late, but I told it's all about keeping Jeff on his toes tonight. Right. Oh man. Uh. So, Flynn, go. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So, give him a minute to think. Do you want it to be movie specific or just any type of character in general? I mean, if you were if you were going to the haunt and you got to play like any character, spooky, funny, you know, since they're all about that funny, scary vibe too, mm-hmm. then you know it could be pretty much anybody. Oh, okay, okay. This is gonna be a really weird one here, and maybe it's a little bit of column A, column B, but I would totally be Ghostface or Doofy from Scary Movie while he's in <laughs> costume. I would just do that. <laughs> Because, I mean, it's right up the wheelhouse of spooky and scare, or spooky and funny. So, everybody You know, wins. it kind of goes It kind of goes in hand with your prostate exams, your free prostate exams. Just make Thank sure you. if, you're, plan- you. if you're playing Doofy, you know, just don't make anybody smell your finger, okay? Yeah, I don't want to carry a vacuum around either. But anyway, <laughs> Jeff, I have covered for you enough. Make your pick. <laughs> so, um, and this, this might be for another episode, but I'm not going to get into the whole backstory of this, but... In, in haunting, there's there's really four main types of characters to play. And I think if I ever got to pick one out of those four, it would probably be the victim-type character. I think that would be okay. really fun to play the victim of a scene. To have, you know, another person working the scene with me, if, if that makes sense. Right, you're like getting sawed in half. And, yeah, you yeah know. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, you, give you or was, take. You, you scene, was picking but... up what I was throwing down. <laughs> right. Hey, I got you. Um. Okay. So, since Jeff, you're already kind of like on the topic, I'm just gonna go with your question. Uh, going off of last season or previous seasons, um, or even being in the haunt industry, what would you have done differently, if anything? Um. What I would have done differently. In all honesty, I would have probably um, put forth more effort in my previous seasons, um, trying to learn more. Uh, my first year at Nightmare, I was kind of not really communicative with anybody. I just sat mm-hmm. in the corner and, you know, just got in my scene and done my thing and went home. My second year, you know, last year at Nightmare was... Uh, my best season in haunting altogether because you know I, I got out i met people i met this little oompa loompa over here next to me i'm not orange <laughs> <laughs> i'm somewhat tan. hey don't um, don't give nightmare any ideas because you know they may listen to this <laughs> i tried i tried only if we could have slugworth oh my god yes <laughs> or, or the boat we can have the boat i'm not i'm not gonna lie when, when i was a kid the original Willy Wonka movie. 
the boat scene terrified me. I don't know why, but it scared the crap out of me. Well, if you're anything like me, you have something against short people. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, okay so anyway. anyways, Flynn. <laughs> um, I know that you're big into voice acting, so I kind of geared my question for you more towards that. Uh, but it's really because I'm curious mm-hmm. where do you envision yourself with voice acting down the road or what are some goals that you would like to achieve in order to get there? Well, I have my bucket list. And one of those is, especially as we're recording now, there is a new Dragon Ball movie coming out this year. Mm -hmm. I would love for my agent to get me the audition for the English dub that's coming out because, my God, that's childhood bucket list number one. Right. But in all honesty, my main goal is to just have a sustainable living off of voiceover, whether that comes from things I get from my agent, previous clients, whatever it may be, whatever I can do to just transition out of the corporate world and provide for my family and provide my own fulfillment where I don't come home tired, miserable, and grumpy because corporate America has tried to suck every bit of life out of me. And just have that success and that fulfillment. And even if it's with these podcasts, having a life that way and providing for our mine and Jeff's families that way, I'm all in. Because my main goal for all of it is to show not only my kids, but anybody else that may be wondering about taking chances on themselves or if these dreams are possible. Yeah, they're possible. So... I want to have that kind of example and give back like these people did to me when I was growing up. And I didn't even know them at the time, but I heard their voices. And I think the best way to do that and to keep getting to these goals that I want is to keep surrounding myself with people like Jeff and getting more people like him and my wife in in my corner and even his wife too, because these guys have been huge supporters. They've helped out at wrestling shows. They've ran the merch booth. Like, and Jeff helps me with booking guests on here because my dumbass thought I could do it all by myself. Clearly not. I went kicking and screaming into letting him help, but just having more supportive people that have the same goals and visions with you, having them in your corner, if you have that, man, you're unstoppable. And it's just continuing to stay dedicated, knowing when to give yourself that time to have mental health and rest and relaxation, like you mentioned earlier. If Knowing when to do that and just putting all the pieces together and staying consistent I think that's what's going to get me to that finish line. So it's hard to put a timetable on it, but I hope everything I just said kind of gives you the answer for what's going to get me to that promised land. Oh, for sure. And, you know, with the thing about happening in time, you, I don't think you can ever put a timestamp on how long it's going to take when you're going to get there, but you believing in yourself and like, okay, this is what I have in my goals for one day. Like Mm -hmm. it's not an if, but when it happens. So I think that's, I think that's awesome. Absolutely. And I I hope you get that. That'd be so cool. Thank you so much. And a little PSA too, for anybody listening that may relate to what we just said too. just always remember it's a marathon, not a sprint. And if you put a timetable on it, Sometimes, like, if you have a goal that you want to accomplish by a certain point, have it written down, have a vision board, that's great. But also be willing to understand, too, that not everything is going to happen just point A to point B to point C all the way to point Z. You're going to make left turns, right turns, zigzag, 
rebound. You're going to have to go through a bunch of stuff during all that. So if it doesn't go as you had envisioned in your mind, don't let that deter you either. Just stay the course, stay consistent, and keep hustling, and just it'll happen when it's supposed to. Amen. Amen. And now... <laughs> Made y'all think I forgot about that. Made y'all think we were about to give Allie a disservice, but we did not. I've already done my shills for the night, and I think that is a great place for us to go home on this awesome interview tonight. What do you think, Jeff? Maybe. I do want to say one more thing, though. Oh, yes. Um, as I'm sitting here doing my stuff in the background, you know, um, I'm seeing that we have uh, now branched over the pond, per se, and we now have listeners in Norway. Um, thank you. And, and I think that's really awesome. So if you're there and you are listening, thank you. Also, if you have conventions on your side of the pond, please get us in contact with said people because we would love to come and podcast from over there. Thank you. Oh, man. But this is uh, this has been an awesome, awesome episode. And Allie... Thank you so much for your time and generosity here. Thanks for telling your story and just being so fun to chat with. Yeah, for sure. It's like I said before, thank you guys so much for having me. It was definitely it was definitely a tearjerker and an honor when you asked me. So oh, I would do it I would do it ten times over. Uh, we're not on camera right now, but I wish you could see the smile on my face hearing that. That means the world to us. So thank you as yeah. well. But yeah, now of he's a softy. Don't let him get to it. I really am. As if you couldn't <laughs> tell for the animals and the shilling I did there. Anyway, now Jeff comes the million dollar question. Maybe Allie can help here too. I don't know. Um, but is there anything these listeners need to do before we come back here in a couple weeks with another awesome episode? There is, but I'm gonna see just how many episodes Allie has listened to. Oh. And I'm gonna kick the question to her and see if she knows what the answer to this question is. So if I'm being a hundred percent honest, um, I, I have chimed out a little bit on like after the questions are finished. Mm -hmm. Um, but not because I didn't want to listen, but mainly just because, you know, oh, I've had other, like, I have to go do something else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but, but the one thing, I mean, the one thing that I will say from taking away from your guys's podcasts is that, you know. Um, it's like I said before, I have always been super excited to learn about like, Jake, you know, Nick, I listened to his today. So it's, it's kind of one of those things like make sure you're listening because we all have a different story. Absolutely. So. And is there anything Jeff says at the end that you would like to tell our listeners to do? <laughs> I don't know. Jeff, we're putting you on the spot today. So she doesn't know <laughs> I'm in that mood. I'm in that mood. And don't worry. We can edit as needed. But, hey, Jeff, do you want to tag in for the lifeline? Yeah, I guess I'll just tell everybody they need to stay spooky. And we'll be back in two weeks with another awesome episode. And I know you hear me. <laughs>